If WWE can have a season premiere, so can we. Welcome to the Happy Place, aka the Madhouse, aka the Max Wrestling Podcast Revamp. It is episode 293. This is your captain speaking along with the Max Wrestling Outsiders. Travis Walker Anderson and El Jefe Moses Marquez. Seven away from the big three double O. Yeah, it's a shame WWE didn't wait seven weeks for the season premiere, and then we could have our season premiere on episode 300, but, you know. Well, yeah, that was what it is. But either way, though, these these new graphics are badass. Yeah. Uh, My phone is currently dying of storage because of all the graphics that I've made with it. (laughs) Yeah, shockingly, all these graphics were made just with my phone. Hell yeah. Well, maybe a couple of templates from Photoshop, but you know. Uh, All right. No Mike Larkin this week. He is taking a little break, um, but I'm sure he'll be giving us his predictions a little bit later on. Uh, You will, of course, also hear his voice as we enter the promo dome for the second final of the promo bowl. Uh, we also have a double whammy of predictions this week with Bound for Glory on Saturday and Heck in a Cell on Sunday. Um, before we get into any of that, as a pre-Welsh lockdown special, we're introducing a new segment with the season premiere. So, as you know, we record and publish this show on Thursdays and WWE fucked us over last year when they moved SmackDown to Fridays. Uh, which means there's very little point in us discussing SmackDown because it's only about 24 hours till the next episode of SmackDown after we record. Uh, so, before we get into any other discussion, I'm going to quickly run through last week's SmackDown for you, and anything noteworthy will probably come up as we discuss Heck in a Cell. So, ladies and gentlemen, on the season premiere, prepare for the premiere of Recap the Smack. Following last week's WWE Draft, we kicked off this week's SmackDown with a rare appearance from Triple H and Stephanie, followed by a massive random brawl between the locker room. Lars Sullivan then beat up Jeff Hardy for 7 minutes, during which time Michael Cole called Lars a freak 22 times. The New Day bid farewell as Xavier and Kofi move over to Raw, following one final victory over Cesaro, Nakamura and Sheamus. We then saw the entire Rollins Mysterio saga move to Fridays, as Seth Rollins interrupted the return in Daniel Bryan, only to be attacked by the Mysterios, who are still unsure on Murphy's, Murphy's redemption. Following a DQ finish between the Street Profits and Rude and Ziggler, it came to the Heck in a Cell contract signing, where Bailey refused to sign to face Sasha this Sunday. Finally, Roman Reigns successfully defended the Universal Championship against Braun Strowman with a guillotine chokeout. As Jey Uso arrived on the scene, Roman then went to work on Strowman with a steel chair before handing it to Jay and turning his back. As Jay threw down the chair, threw a punch, a super kick, and finally a chair to the back, he was then dropped in one punch by a Superman punch. And that was SmackDown. That ending was awesome. Yeah. It, it just bothered me, though, that Jay got all that, like, punch... Super kick, chair shot, and Roman just drops him with one punch. Well, he's the big badass. <laughs> the big well, dog, big badass. 
Um, I, I was just sitting here thinking, I was like, all right, so another week I didn't watch SmackDown and another week I didn't miss it, a damn thing. <laughs> you know, no, no. You want to know what you did miss? There was one brave, brave soul on uh, in the Thunderdome with a bullet club shirt on. Oh, wait, that was me. Motherfuckers <laughs> oh. let me in in the main event with a bullet club shirt on. They didn't give a shit. Uh, there was some debate over whether Braun Strowman passed out or tapped out because the camera angle uh, kind of showed his hand about to tap, but then it switched to a different camera angle, so you couldn't see his hand, and then it switched back yeah. around, and the referee was kind of dropping his hand, so I don't know what happened. Uh, but either way, Roman wins oh. by submission. Uh, and then Braun oh, comes to Raw and acts like nothing ever happened. <laughs> right? <laughs> Just forget about that, and then we'll go and fight Keith Lee again. Okay. Oh, yeah, like, it's no big deal. Yeah. Um, which then, of course, also ends in a bit of a clusterfuck. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. Braun with a low blow. I think it was like six minutes he beat Keith Lee. Yeah, it was, some, it was short. Uh, I'm sure I wrote the time down somewhere. It were five minutes. So sick. Of, I'm just so sick of this, like, fucking beating the crap out of people extra quick. Especially guys from fucking NXT. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a Big. dirty finish, but then at least Keith Lee came back and kicked him in the balls back. Hmm. Anyway, um, we won't get too much into it. We'll bring up some points, but obviously we have to predict Heck in a Cell, even though there's only four matches announced and the pay-per-view is three days away. Uh, of course, we got SmackDown to come tomorrow, where they're probably going to announce a couple more matches, and then as they do, they'll announce like two matches on Sunday morning. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so first of all, um, actually, before we get into Hell in a Cell, we got a new theme song for Raw, and I thought it was Eminem. It turns out to be somebody called NF. Kids, anybody know who that is? Oh, yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> all right. Uh, see, here's, oh, the great, here, here, here's the great thing about doing this show. Uh, my wife ain't going to be paying attention, and she doesn't watch the show. <laughs> so uh, I can talk... All the shit I want about this guy. <laughs> oh my god! I, it, like, well, I mean, everybody, you know, uh, we we keep using. It's been a popular or phrase, uh, popular term since MJF pulled it on Jungle Boy. Yeah, but uh, he he is legit the dollar store Eminem. Yeah, like <laughs> he's ass. Like. He Yeah, like I legit thought, wait, is that Eminem? Because originally, at first, they played the video package, and I thought, oh, cool, it's a nice little video package for the season premiere, and then it went straight into the show, and I thought, oh, wait a minute, that was a new intro? The fuck was that? (laughs) Ah, but, okay. Um, Actually, before we do Hell in a Cell, we should probably do Bound for Glory first, because that comes before Hell in a Cell. Sorry, Heck in a Cell. Uh, okay, and we also have more matches for Bound for Glory. So, uh, let's kick it off with the Call Your Shot Gauntlet, where the winner can choose any championship match of their choice. Uh, if Heath or Rhino wins, Heath gets a full-time contract of Impact. If neither one of them wins, Rhino is fired. Uh, because he put his contract on the line in order to get Heath in the match. We also know Hernandez will enter last and Rhino will enter first thanks to this past week's match. And the participants are E.C. Romero, Alicia Edwards, Cody Dina, Brian Myers, Havoc, Heath, 
Hernandez, Larry D, Rhino, Taya Valkyrie, Tanil Dashwood, Tommy Dreamer, and TBD. Mm. So, I think I'm going to go the predictable route and go for Rhino. It'll uh, give me a nice moment if uh, he wins his buddy a contract. I, it would be awesome for that to happen, but with him also coming in first, he's going to get eliminated and just freak the fuck out that he's going to lose his job. And then, but yet Heath is going to save his job and get his own job. So I'm going Heath. Okay. And Mo? I kind of like that scenario. I'm really not, okay. So here the downside is I really haven't really like deeply watched Impact since the fucking Wrestle House. So he's bringing back <laughs> Wrestle, House. Wrestle House. Anyway, um, <laughs> I do at least. I thought it was fucking like I was like okay. Now I have to watch fucking Impact. <laughs> but but I don't know. I mean, I like the whole. I think right. I mean, my whole thing is when you said like Rhino is gonna enter first. He's got to go all the way to keep the contract and pretty much you know when Heath won at the same time and I'm like are you going to really have this old guy go all the way in a gauntlet and my answer to that is no so uh, I'm going to go with TBD because I don't know who the fuck it's going to be some mystery person so it's got to be some somebody badass right so let's go with TBD alright yeah. uh, my, my only thing about that is, is it might be a good shock surprise but I doubt it at the same time but they've been building this with Heath and Rhino I think this is where they're going to finally just stop it and he's going to get his contract and I, I haven't heard no reports about them leaving Impact so uh, I, I kind of I really like the idea of like uh, uh, Rhino getting eliminated and then maybe like just scared that he ain't gonna cut it yeah. and then like come in and interfere or something or help him get the win. Well, I definitely think it's gonna be one of them too because I definitely think he's getting his contract. But the more I think about it, Rhino outlasting 19 people is unlikely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm gonna switch to Heath. Yeah. And I'm gonna say Rhino gets eliminated first. Well, I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I think what would be great is honestly, hey, I've been, I was thinking about it last night, and I was like, what if it came down to Heath and Rhino? They're like, okay, well, we win, and we both have our jobs either way. Yeah. And it, <laughs> but, <laughs> whichever one of them wins is probably going to call for a tag team title match anyway. Yeah, more than likely. They may as well just be Which like... Which I do not want that to happen. I would love to see Heath as uh, Impact Champion or X-Division Champion. Well, he's the only member of 3MB to never win a world title. Yeah. Uh, okay, next match. Let's go to uh, Eddie Edwards and Ken Shamrock. Uh, I'm going to go Shamrock. Yeah, I'm like, oh. I'm dying for it to be <laughs> Is it? When is the Hall of Fame? Um, On the pre-show for Bound for Glory. The so, Countdown yeah, to he's Glory. Definitely, he's definitely going to win. 
<laughs> yeah, like, I, I I didn't even consider the Hall of Fame when I picked him, but yeah, <laughs> of course he's got to win. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and they they call him back to the old feud between Eddie and Callahan, where obviously Sammy almost broke his fucking face. Or did break his face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did break, damn near broke his face. And, right. and then capitalized on oh it. Oh my god. <laughs> When he was like the most hated motherfucker in it in like fucking the world at one like damn near yeah at least it felt like I know I fucking hated that guy <laughs> how the fuck do you <laughs> miss like, a steel chair with a baseball bat and hit him in the nose that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly it I'm like uh what it's it's almost and as then... bad as Ryback missing the fucking table oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Almost that. I just love the way Punk says that. So he goes to put me through the table, misses the fucking table. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. Next match. Uh. Let's go the six-way intergender scram intergender intergender scramble for the X Division Championship. Rohit Raju defends against Chris Bay, Jordan Grace, TGP. Uh, Trey Miguel and Willie Mack. Uh, I am so freaking torn. Just because I was, it felt like a pretty big moment when it happened. Well, we thought it happened on Impact a couple of weeks ago. I'm gonna go with Jordan Grace. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go the same. Uh, and just for the simple fact, I'd like to see her as X Division champ. Yeah, it, it felt like a big moment when we thought she won it a couple of weeks ago, and I don't yeah. see her in the women's title picture anytime soon. No. Uh, I, I'm only assuming Moses is going to go with the bathwater on this one. I was just going to say, I'm <laughs> sitting in the bathtub as we speak. Just to please Mike, but yeah, no. Um, no, I went back, I saw that, I'm like, dude, that should have been like, she should have won the belt. No, but no, I guess not. But now's the time. Like who better, right? Like what? What better woman to win to win a man's championship that's not Tessa Blanchard? Yeah. Yeah, like Chris Bay was X Division champion not too long ago. Willie Mack was champion not too long ago. Um, they're still kind of finding their feet with Trey as a singles wrestler, and TJP is still attached to Falabar. Yeah, he's still just kind of like a floater as well. Yeah. And uh, Falabar's still hiding all that money. Actually, why is he not in the so, gauntlet? Everybody's everybody's going Jordan Grace, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, just for the difference maker, I'm going to go with a retain then. <laughs> One lame-o. See, well, I mean, like I, that's the thing is, like, I was completely torn about the whole situation, and that's why that's one of the reasons why I absolutely hate six pack matches like this because it could literally go either way. Hey, but fucking, bro, he he's been just he'll find a way to make sure he retains. He's a damn sleazeball, but he's gonna get it. <laughs> he just doesn't want all the same so, predictions as me because I never win the title. Yeah, see, I'll... <laughs> okay. All right, you got me on that. <laughs> I'll get there one day. I've, I've come close. <laughs> it was friggin' Io Shirai that cost me last time. 
Damn you, EO. Uh, I'll forgive her. Okay. Um, well, after what happened last week, I said we didn't really see the point in the match happening now, but it's still going to happen in an undisclosed location, EC3 versus Moose. Uh, no longer for the TNA World Championship prop. Um, EC3 said this past week he's finally found an enemy in Moose, and he's got him to that level that he wants him to be at. Uh, is there even going to be a winner if it's an undisclosed location like just a cinematic brawl um, that's what I was just going to say I mean if it's anything like last week Moose was the clear winner when he just beat EC3 to a pulp uh, so uh, well, if, if they can find a if they can find a winner in a uh, what was it uh, the Firefly Funhouse match oh, yeah. I think they can find a winner in this <laughs> Who was the last person on screen? Bray Wyatt. Okay, he wins. <laughs> um, I'm going to go EC3. Yeah, same here. I'm with you guys. Moose got, Moose got his title back last week, he, so it's okay if EC3 just beats the living shit out of him. Yeah, he's got nothing to lose now. Yeah. It's almost like truth with his baby. <laughs> Okay, three matches left. Let's go four-way tag team championship. Uh, Motor City Machine Guns defend against the Good Brothers, the North, and Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. Again, kind of predictable, but I'm going to go with the Good Brothers. I think um, knowing they were going to get a tag team title run was a big part of them signing with Impact. Plus, they're like the most pushed tag team in Impact right now. They really are. Um, before I say who I'm going to go with, did you notice that uh, when they were talking about the talking shop or whatever it was, you know, their little show that they do, Yeah. you notice like that damn WWE logos in the background? Oh, there was everything WWE. The big gold belt was yeah. there. There was pay-per-view posters. There was T-shirts. <laughs> the big old... Uh, uh, I think it was 2K19 um, uh, video game cardboard cutout of Seth Rollins, I think it was. <laughs> it was like but, they were in the warehouse for WWE Shop. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go with the Good, good Brothers. Yeah, I'm it's hard to not go with him. They got a beer coming out, and, <laughs> and uh, did all this other stuff. Plus, like how they are legit, like the biggest push thing. There's like five or six of the highlight segments on YouTube from their Impact like YouTube page. At least two of them are the Good Brothers. Yeah, and they've been in so many main events on Impact lately, and they have a show on Access. Yeah, like more like nine times out of ten. I guess in the last 10 weeks Impact has ended with a tag team match that involves either the Good Brothers or Madman and Fulton uh, Madman and Austin <clears throat> uh, including was it this week? yeah I'm pretty sure they ended the show again this week yeah Good Brothers versus I the North so. yep point proven 
Okay, that takes us to women, the Knockouts Championship, Diana Perrazzo versus Kylie Ray. Um, I think I predicted this one last week or the week before, where I said Diana will retain and then be confronted by Sue Young. Any objections? Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think Sue Young's going to show up. I mean, like, it's perfect timing for Sue Young, uh, especially with the Halloween episode following. Um, damn. I don't know. I just don't want to see Kylie Ray with the belt. So for that, I'm going to go Deanna. I wouldn't mean I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't mind her with a belt. I mean, so yeah, wrong with that? You're just not a Kylie fan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Deanna is kind of like on a tear. She just did sign a, a new contract. She looks relatively dominant. Yeah. So, <clears throat> let's deal with Smiley Kylie Ray. Oh, okay. To make trap match swerve. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so main events. Um, Impact World Championship, Eric Young versus the unbreakable Rich Swan. Yeah, yeah something like that. He's like Wolverine oh, freaking healing powers. Deeper. Oh, yeah, the breakable but unbeatable, I guess. I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah. You can break him, but you can't break him. He's um, in the past, what is it? Two months, he's had his leg like broken three times, but he's ready to go. Well, he that was like even his damn debut. He was coming back yeah. from a freak uh, <laughs> injury, so it's been more than two months. It's been like okay, so eighty percent of the year. Yeah, in the past <laughs> year, he's had it broken like four times. Yeah. <laughs> um. I think I'm gonna have to go predict. I'm like I know Eric Young's on a tear as well, but I think they've built it too much to not give it to Rich Swan. I think they built it great, but it's still not his time. So I'm gonna go with the retain. All right. Same retain. Okay. I mean. Imp- love to do these kind of things like the first bound for glory rhino uh won the gauntlet and then went on to win the nwa title oh hey what do you know okay so that's one for swan huh. <laughs> <laughs> and that is bound for glory and coming up we still have heck in a cell predictions but before we get to that it is time to return to the promo bowl. Congratulations to you, Moses, the first finalist to make it to the promo title bout at Promo Series 5. Oh, yeah. In the microphone standoff. 35s across the board. <laughs> well, you got 35 and a half from Robert. First, oh, first ever point five scoring. <laughs> oh, yeah. Judge um, Rab. <laughs> I think he just did that for a laugh because he also gave. Chris of point five as well. Him, probably. Because <laughs> so I gotta crack myself up doing this thing. 
Uh, okay, it's now time to determine finalist number two as we enter the promo dome for the penultimate week of the promo bowl. It is the Phoenix taking on Chris Durham. Neither have challenged for the promo championship before, but one of them are about to join the microphone standoff. And here's Mike oh, Larkin's yeah, voice. Getting it. Moses Marquez has advanced, and now it's time to determine the second Promo Bowl finalist. Newcomer Chris Durham made it through on a bye after his opponent in the first round was unable to compete. While the Phoenix claimed his second victory over Cypher, showing his passion with a crooked smile, it's the penultimate bout in the first ever Promo Bowl. Sit back and relax because class is in session with your boy, Moneymaker Chris. You already know, always cashed in and you can bank on that. Now today's lesson, boys and girls, is cash in 101. And the main subject for the day is the Phoenix. 
Now, the moneymaker is a student of the game. So I've done my homework. I've done my research on you, Phoenix. I've seen your promos. I've seen you work. Not bad. It's okay. But if I can be completely honest with you, if I had to give you a grade on your promos, I can't just give you a regular A, B, C, D, F. No, 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 no. I can only give you three letters. I'm giving you a GTS. Because at the end of the day, your promos make me want to go to sleep. You use the same robotic tone. You're trying to be this demon character. And then you're talking about, Welcome to my domain. Really? Are you serious? Putting a website or something here? I can't take you seriously. It's a bunch of crap. It's a bunch of nonsense. Nobody wants to go to your stupid domain. Excuse me for a second. The moneymaker has to take this phone call. Hello? Hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm talking to him right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll let him know. Thank you. You take care. You better soon. Bye-bye. That was Finn Balor. He said he wants his gimmick back. Because you're nothing more than a poor man's Finn Balor. And that's just not good enough to beat the moneymaker in this tournament. Your main roster, Finn Balor. You're not even NXT Finn Balor. Step your game up, son. This is one Phoenix. That will not rise through the ashes. You've been warned. I'm taking you to school, son. With that being said, class it is me. And of course, as always, the winner will be announced on Monday. I will remember this week. Sorry, it was on Tuesday this past week. <laughs> um. If you don't want to wait till next week's episode, so make sure you join the Facebook group Max Wrestling to get the results right away. Now, it is time for a pay-per-view consisting currently of four matches to be predicted. Heck in a Cell. Boo! Like we said, we're expecting a couple more matches to be announced either tomorrow on SmackDown or over the weekend, so... Um, let's kick it off with the only match so far that's not in the cell itself. Uh, and thank you this past Monday on Raw for showing how the hell they're going to fit the cell in the Thunderdome. Apparently it fits under the board. So, Jeff Hardy versus Elias. Uh, this one goes back months to when Jeff was framed for running him over drunk driving by Seamus. So... Uh, I gotta go Jeff. Even though it's Elias' first match back in a while, they've never really done anything with Elias anyway. Facts. 
He's always just kind of been that guy. I mean, he got squashed by fucking John Cena. Just oh, called him out and he beat his ass. That's WrestleMania. Uh, so uh, don't like it. There's like a part of me that wants to go with Elias, but if I do, I feel like my tattoo would burst into flame. So I got to go. <laughs> I mean, for fuck's sake, Fandango <laughs> beat goddamn Chris Jericho in his debut match in fucking WrestleMania. What the fuck? Elias can't do shit. Every Jeff Hardy match we ask, Travis would always say Jeff. So I don't know why we bother asking for that one. Yep. <laughs> uh, okay, so on to the three Heck in a Cell matches. Oh, my God. Well, technically, one of them is an I Quit match, but it's inside the cell. So. Oh, that's right. Okay. Uh, all right, so Bailey versus Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Is it going to be predictable and Sasha finally wins? Is she even a fucking baby face in this whole thing? Because I don't feel like she is. I guess. Um, yeah. She's not acting like it. I don't. Fuck it. Just keep it on Bailey. It's like fits her because like, she's a, a douche. I mean, we, we know if Sasha wins it, she'll lose it in 20 days anyway. Facts. <laughs> Okay, so you're going. Well, I don't know when. When is Charlotte supposed to be fucking coming back? That's my. Um, that's what I should have said. Well, am I imagining no things? Or be like, let's just fucking give it to her. Did they announce Charlotte for this past Monday and she never showed up? I'm sure I am. I saw that. I. I don't think I imagined it, because I wouldn't imagine no, anything. Charlotte. Think, uh, I made a post uh, about it. I think, but I haven't seen nothing like a completely official. It's supposed to be like within like the next like. Two weeks, I think. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. like I think she's been backstage and stuff. Uh, speaking of backstage, yeah. they're bringing that back too now that Renee's gone. <laughs> Fuckers. Okay, so Moses, you're saying. I thought she came back. Well, she came back for one, like a one off for like a pre show. Um, but she's yeah. not signed again. Uh, so Moses, you're saying Bailey? Yeah, I'm going with Bailey. All right, Travis? The botch queen. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll play it safe and say Sasha too. It'll be a big fuck you if they after all this build up for months and months and months if Bailey just wins. Um, because if Bailey does win, then we're probably gonna get another friggin' match. I was like, do you really? Well, here's my thing. Do you really think that this is the only one they were gonna get? No, but it's gotta be the end now, surely. No, I I no. It's <laughs> I already know it's not the end. I know they're gonna drag this thing out until one of the, until what's the next big pay per view? Survivor Series. Survivor Series. And when uh, how how long? Well, that's long. That's, that's like the gonna, next one after this, right? Yeah, it's only gonna be a few weeks. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, it's the same week as promo series, so it's like three weeks away. They're Four gonna weeks. push it, and they're gonna probably end up doing a sixty minute. Ooh. Well, see that. See, like, just like Desi said, hey, if Sasha wins, she'll lose it and drop it within twenty days. So that w- within the time frame, well, then, so hey. Sasha wins <laughs> and then and drops the title back to Bailey at Survivor Series. Okay, let me let me check how many days are between That's it. Two. So, <laughs> Google how many days between October twenty fifth. There's some mathematician genius now has already got the answer. And November 19th. No, wait. It's not 19th. That's a Thursday. 20th, 21st, 22nd. 
28 days. Oh, that's close. <laughs> <laughs> it's still within a month. So. Yeah, so Sasha wins and then loses it 28 days later. Yep. Makes sense. Isn't there a movie called that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and very fittingly for this year, it's about zombies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. On the Raw side of things, Drew McIntyre defends against Randy Orton once again for the WWE Championship. And last time I said Orton, well, I, 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 I said McIntyre originally, then I switched to Orton and then got screwed. So, uh, I think at this point I don't even care if Orton wins, so I don't see the big deal about it. So I'm just going to go McIntyre to retain again. All right, so Dazzy's going McIntyre, so I'll go Randy Orton. <laughs> or else my tattoo will go in the flames. <laughs> so, I'm fuck, I, I'm really, like, I'm not looking forward to this. I mean, I'm sure they're going to fucking kill each other, and that's fine with me. But to see the sheer fear in Randy's eyes when yeah. fucking McIntyre pulled out that... Excuse me giant pair of bolt cutters. Nah. I'm like, there's no way that this dude is like we're beating him. He's he's like, oh my god, he's getting in the fucking cage and we're gonna die. Yeah, no. That was so out of character, I didn't understand. I it legit made me like I was like, oh cool, like like I'm kind of interested. Like how's he gonna like, get in? Is he is David Arquette gonna come fucking flying in on a goddamn bike or what's happening around here? He, <laughs> he, he literally just cut a promo about having seven Hell in a Cell matches and everyone making him understand how much of a bastard he is. And now he's afraid of Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. And then the show is going to end as soon as Drew enters the fucking cell. Yep. Yeah, I'm about to say, I was like, he cut the chain, he did... I don't even think he got, it got in his face. I think no. he just got in the cell. And they were like, oh shit, got it, got like it. Like Randy gets in the ring, picks up a chair, Drew's still standing by the door, and then they just cut, finish the show. I was like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> Like, you, you're going to pretend we don't know that as soon as the show went off the air they just left the cell and went backstage they didn't beat each other up or anything no. at least let Drew get in the Claymore yeah because that thing's awesome yeah. or go for a Claymore Randy just drops the chair and runs out anything anything but just cut to black yeah fucking Sopranos ending Te- yeah Jesus <laughs> you know, make us feel like they can't wait until Sunday. They have to fight now. I also, but instead, like... Uh, I also think WWE have played a, a shrewd move in only booking four matches so far because it means they, they're kind of expecting people to have to tune into SmackDown to see whatever matches get announced because there's only three days to go. Even though they'll probably just announce them on Twitter anyway. I was going to say, I was like, <laughs> I mean, social media... <laughs> Not gonna, they're going to announce probably like two on SmackDown and then you're going to get like a couple on Twitter and then they're going to probably announce one on the pre-show knowing them some fuckers. Yeah, like we know Street Profits are going to have a match or something. Yeah, all of a sudden. All random as shit. No build. Just fucking throw it out there. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so you going McIntyre or Orton? Yeah, McIntyre. All right. And the fourth and final match so far is the Hell in a Cell I Quit match. I, you know, I love the idea of combining two classic match concepts. 
um, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso for the Universal Championship. There's no way in hell Roman's going to say I quit, so obviously Roman's got to win. Exactly. Yep. But I'm sure he's also going to destroy both the cousins. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, just both Usos will die in this one. Um, and I'm trying to think who else may, like, try to pop up and do something. Uh, I mean, Here comes The Rock. No, I'm just playing. If, if he was a face, I would say Seth Rollins now that he's on SmackDown because obviously they got that brotherly yeah. bond, but you know, Rollins is still a heel and he's still still feuding with fucking Rey Mysterio. I didn't know you could fucking draft an entire feud. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I, I don't know if it was legit or if it was kayfabe, but I saw something that Seth wasn't happy because he thought he was getting a, a clean slate when he moved to SmackDown. Then he found out that they also picked Rey Mysterio and Dominic and Murphy. Ugh. Well, yeah, I would have been pissed off, too. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, this has been going on four five months. Yeah, it... Has it been that... Yeah, it has been that fucking long. Yeah, well, it was way before SummerSlam, because that's when the uh, first match happened between Rey and Seth, wasn't it? No, that was Dominic and yes. Seth. No, before that, like Dominic it was, well, it was way uh, before uh, that because Extreme yeah. Rules was the eye for an eye match. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. It was like what, like it must have been week right or after two Mania. after WrestleMania. Yeah, it was oh, like yeah. a week or two after. I think. Oh. So it was pretty much all year. <laughs> uh, about six months. Yeah. All right. So oh, those God. are the four heck in a cell matches. Um, but plenty, plenty more what? stuff happened on Raw, the season premiere. Um, Alexa kicked off the show with The Fiend, but they're soon interrupted by Retribution, and then following a blackout, The Fiend and Alexa are gone. And Retribution are then confronted by The Hurt. Oh, this is a funny thing as well. Like, for, what was it, 35 minutes? It was four breaks. Yep. Like Hurt. And they wonder why people don't watch this fucking show. <laughs> Hurt business arrived, go to break. Like, mid-match, there was a break. And then there was, like, two breaks either side of the AJ Styles segment. So, yep. But anyway. Um, yeah, there was, the break mid-match was when they all squared up outside the ring and then The Fiend appeared on the Tron. And then it went to a break. And then we're back from the break and the match has just continued. Uh, yeah. Anyway, The Fiend... That whole thing made me mad. Yeah. <laughs> the Fiend reappears after the match and just wipes out Retribution. Yeah, after fucking T-Bar fucking taps out. Yeah. So much for building these guys. They're big, crazy badasses. A, right? A submission and a molly whopping in the same week. Right. On the same night. In the same match. <laughs> uh, what the fuck? Yeah, like like nobody was taking Retribution seriously to begin with. Now they're, they're, the Fiend just made them all his bitches. They killed them dead. There's no regaining any any momentum with them. Zero. Well, I mean, they There's tried you could to do now. later on with the promo, and Mustafa was just like, oh, oh, yeah, by the way, I was the hacker because WWE didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, way to throw that in there, there, bud. Yeah, just everybody forgot about it, so, yeah, fuck it. Let's just stay. And then my whole thing is he's like, what What did he say? He said he, gar- he, he gathered all the... Um, well, he knows everybody's uh, uh, dirty like, little secrets. Oh yeah, so, well, no, no, but like how he recruited all of them, 
they were like the uh, the underappreciated or unappreciated or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And I'm like, are you trying to tell me Dominic Dijakovic was unappreciated? This guy was getting random ass North American title shots. Yeah, he was fucking having good matches with Keith Lee. That's a fucking Dio Madden's happy to be on the fucking main roster for not doing jack shit in NXT, but fucking house shows. Yeah, Mia Yim also was pretty prolific on NXT. Event. The only one Thank really you can make a case for is Shane Thorne. Yeah, that's about it. And so I'm like, what the fuck? Yes. Um, so yeah, speaking of guys just doing different stuff, AJ Styles now has a bodyguard because Raw Underground got shut down. <laughs> and the memes so have fun. just rolled in of AJ being so small and Jordan uh, almost Dude, this almost guy being... is legitimate. A legit mint seven foot three. Yeah. A legit seven three. But it's funny, like, are we supposed to pretend he wasn't the bodyguard, the, the doorman for Raw Underground, the bouncer? Here's some trivia. Hold on. I, I, well, yeah, that's true. Well, but fucking AJ probably. No, I was going to say he makes more than Shane. That's not true. <laughs> maybe the guy's a video game nerd? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he was also the giant ninja. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we 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 will forget about that one. Um, oh my god! I I kind of like the gimmick where we can't forget about the giant ninja. <laughs> we can act like we can forget about the giant ninja. There is no forgetting the giant ninja. Okay, we we can pretend it. We don't. We won't talk about it. It it never happened. Um, okay, that works. Oh, I, it definitely happened for me <laughs> because the last time, the last damn time, I actually sat down and watched an entire episode of. Brawl, it was fucking ninjas. I'm like, the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I was now on. Is he on SmackDown now? Who? Tazawa. Or did he get drafted to Raw? Because obviously the 24 7 7 11 title still on Raw. Well, I didn't, I didn't see him with the geek, so it's got to be on SmackDown. Okay. Ah, poor Tazawa. Um, but yeah, I, I do like the gimmick of. Uh, Jordan refusing to leave the ring and then the referee having to plead with him to leave the ring so he can start the match. This fucking <laughs> dude was all badass. He's like, you need to get out of the ring. I'm going to count to five. And the dude grabs his hand and he's like, oh, oh, can, please, can, can you please leave the ring? <laughs> I just peed a little. And then talk about absolutely fucking just ruining Matt Riddle for me. Like, yeah. I was furious. I'm like, my wife's like, are you really watching Raw? I'm like, I kind of don't have much else to do. And I was just fucking livid. I'm like, you're trying to tell me a former mixed martial arts fighter, a guy who got paid to fight grown men for a living, takes a bump when this fucking giant dude stared at him. Yeah, he, he legit ran like a bitch. He, no, 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 no. He didn't run. He took a fucking bump on the goddamn apron and then fucking scurried into the ring like a fucking scared child. And yeah. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Right into a Styles Clash. I was infuriated. Can, can, can we add AJ versus Riddle in a, in a cell match to Sunday? Do it. I'm that. That'd be fine because when the when the wrestling happened, it was it was all right. Yeah, but the only, anything involving the giant dude, and I'm like, okay, you're fucking killing. Only me. problem was, yeah, they made Matt Riddle look like a bitch. Yeah. Hey. 
How the fuck do you ruin a guy in a, in a, in a matter of months? Easy. You give him to Vince McMahon. You have fucking Carrie Von Eric, but a lot more charisma. Well, no, that's not true. You get Carrie Von Eric and a lot more athletic, you know, with two good legs. Fucking use them. Use them properly. You have fucking Keith Lee, a giant. You don't know how to book a giant. Like, oh my God. Oh, this low shit blow. is. This shit is so fucking basic. <laughs> oh. Um, speaking of looking like a bitch, Lana lasted two minutes eighteen seconds against Asuka. Dude, okay. So I get it. You're fucking still mad at Rusev. Do you understand he's not doing butthole in fucking <laughs> AEW? They hate him. Like I hate him. I don't like him. I, I can't stand it. I kinda wish he was back with you fuckers, but it's like you're just gonna keep beating up his wife. Just because you're pissed off that he, that he fucking left? What kind of petty shit is that? I'm enjoying it because she annoys the shit out of me. Um, I mean, yeah. But... <laughs> so she I'm taps out. There. She taps out after 2 minutes 18 seconds, and Nia Jax immediately arrives for the obligatory announce table break. Oh, yeah. That's because five that's weeks job. now. Um, and then Asuka fights off Shayna. Go to a break. Come back from the break. Shayna and Nia are still in the ring. They claim to own both the Raw and SmackDown women's divisions because they're women's tag team champions. So is NXT not eligible anymore? Or I, no, I was like, are you guys afraid to go to NXT? Is what yeah. I thought. I didn't. I didn't think the uneligibility part. It's like they only remembered that NXT is eligible when Sasha and Bailey were champions because they were trying to put them on all the shows. Um, but then they made the the uh, commentators made a point of, of mentioning NXT during the match. So <laughs> just Shayna forgot about NXT. How? You were on fire in NXT. You're like fucking women's oh, champion yeah. for like two years. Um, so in the four way women's tag, first of all, what is the point in the draft if the Riot Squad are just gonna immediately show up on Raw? It's it's not even a title match. <laughs> it's just a yeah. random tag match. Uh, not that I'm complaining about seeing Liv. I just want some goddamn no. consistency. I was just going to say the same thing. I'm like, I am not mad at seeing these ladies, but yeah. Why, like, they on why would you draft them to be on the net? Like, I'm I'm going to give the Otis thing a pass. That's just because I kind of really liked it, but that's the rest of it. I mean, there was also, like, Big E had to go in, in the Thunderdome for Kofi's match. He wasn't allowed on Raw. <laughs> oh, Big E, I love you. Uh, you fucking naked, you big naked motherfucker, you. Yeah, anyway, Nia wins with a small and drop on Lacey, and that was a tag match, if anybody cared. Nobody. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's another thing. Like, you break up the Iconics just to put fucking Peyton Royce in another random tag team with Lacey Evans. <laughs> yeah, talk about fucking random, holy shit. What are you uh, doing? Uh, what about the other one down <laughs> singing back up in a... Uh... For Elias, I know it wasn't her, but damn, they looked a lot alike. I wasn't really paying attention to the backup singers, to be honest. I thought Elias killed it with his concert. Oh God! Oh, absolutely. I I saw the clip uh, shortly before the show, and uh, fuck, it, it was hilarious. I loved that segment, but go back and rewatch that clip and pay attention to the female. Backup singers. <laughs> um, well, of course, after the two songs that Elias performed, he went to go for an encore and was interrupted by Jeff Hardy. And, of course, that's how we get the match this Sunday. 
Um, and yeah, yeah, we've pretty much been through everything on Raw now. Uh, after that, there was the Mustafa Ali promo, and then, as you said, Tucker introduced his new tag team partner, El Gran Gordo. Ah. Um, no, 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 no. You're doing this no justice at all. When I saw this, I fucking laughed and I burst into into Spanish and said, "Es un bus, es un plane, no, es un pinche gordo." Uh, the Grand Gordo, which means awesome Spanish trans English translation here. The great fat boy. He he also won the match with Anaruga. Ah uh, yes, they should they should uh, keep that the same name all day. <laughs> which actually means caterpillar. Yes, uh, I I checked. <laughs> boy, way to do your research. Um, if anything, though, this segment just proved to me that Miz is being held back. Like, Morrison coming back has done him no favors. I was just going to say the same thing. Oh, Glad Morrison's back, no but like Miz is. Morrison. Well, yeah, yeah, no favors for Morrison either. <laughs> Remember yeah, when like, he was going to be contending for the titles a while back? When? Yeah. Like, didn't they say SummerSlam he's going to go after the, the, the WWE title? Like, no. Or the Universal title or whatever. No, he's going to do dumb shit with the Miz. Yeah. He's he's just like the annoying little brother, and Miz has all this talent for promos and singles matches, and he's just carrying the dead weight. That is John this Morrison. Is my brother. <laughs> yeah. Mom says I have to take some everywhere. <clears throat> Miz, Miz is dad. You gotta take John with you everywhere you go. Oh. I can totally see it. <laughs> oh, by the way, I also signed up uh, a contract signing for you. Wait, what? <laughs> Not a contract signing. Uh, photo signing. Autograph yeah, signing. That's the one. <laughs> oh, yeah, autograph signing. And when you don't show up, I'm gonna be. I, l- I love that. Just go in, go into for a drink, and then Mrs. Dad. Oh yeah, by the way, all these people want autographs. Wait, what? <laughs> it's like what the fuck this is my son the Miz <laughs> oh you asshole um, and then of course after the match Mandy presents Goddo with a ham ah yes looking fantabulous <laughs> not just with a ham in her hand but just the ham in her pants <laughs> got that fucking shoot butt <laughs> I love that I was all about it I was like, that's what I'm talking about right there. My wife's like looking at me. I was like, yeah, well, she's bringing the ham. I'm talking about the ham. It's great looking ham. She's giving him meat. I'm trying to give her the meat. What? Yeah. I ran. My life. And that was raw. <clears throat> the, ha- the the show, not not the ham. The ham was cooked. Yeah. The ham was cooked. <laughs> I was trying to give it to her raw. What? <laughs> And Sorry, the innuendos just keep on coming. As as did Otis. <clears throat> hey, Adipo. Oh, okay, we'll stop now. <laughs> Four years ago, I made my Max Wrestling Podcast special debut at Promo Series. And throughout that time, I've had Knowledge Championship defenses, a Promo Championship defense. But this year, this year is my toughest test to date. Michael, 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 how sweet, adorable, and cute is it that we have a promo about coming up against each other. See, not only are we podcasters together, but we're friends, and because we're friends, that indicates that we know a lot about each other. 
Brittany Savage, you've had an illustrious professional wrestling career. You've taken on the likes of Angelina Love, Velvet Scott, Jillian Hall, Maria Kanellis, Marty Bell, Veda Scott, Alicia Edwards, Sue Young, Heidi Lovelace, Allison Kay, the list goes on and on. You have moves like Jagger. You can dance. Hell, we all know I can dance because you like to point it out every opportunity that you get. But let's not forget that I have skills that kills when it comes to cutting a promo. Help, I am undefeated. The names Brittany Carter and Brooke Carter are just like your career. History. One of two things obviously are going to happen. Either you're going to defeat me or I'm going to remain undefeated. I am not that 17-year-old boy anymore, Brittany Savage. I am a man for the past five years who has put out content and who has talked to a lot of people, including you. Your promo is in November, and I love nothing more than a good feast. But for me, I'm looking to make history. See, this is not just a test for me. This is a test for you. This is the test to show that you can hang with Max Wrestling's finest. See you then, bud. Hey, this is Tommy Dreamer, and you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast, giving you all your wrestling information to the extreme. All right, on to the Wednesday Night War. Um, pretty pretty exciting night for both shows, I thought. Um, yeah. Dynamite kicks off with Wardlow versus Jungle Boy in the first of the semifinals of the tournament. Um, impressive showing from Jungle Boy holding his own, but, you know. Jungle Jack. Couldn't hold on for Jackie too Jones. long. Wardlow finally hits a freaking F10 from the ramp into the ring and then another one in the ring to get the pin. Okay, that one from the ramp into the ring, I swear to God, Jungle Boy caught his face on the rope. Oh. And I, like, screamed in horror. And luckily he didn't, and then he just kills him again. And I'm like, aw. <laughs> I was kind of <laughs> hoping to get, like, some Omega, you know. But I was like, no, that's right. It's going to be Hangman, probably. So, and then, love it. It's okay. Wardlow, big, strong, giant guy. I'm all about it. Yeah. Really, I really enjoyed the match because, like, it's not often you actually see somebody be strategic. You know, like, he tried to do a couple of hits, and then he's like, okay, so this ain't working, so let me go for the fucking knees. (laughs) You know, that should be the first part of call when you're against a big guy. Go for knees. Yeah, but you don't really see that anymore no uh unless yeah. you're somebody like daniel bryan or aj who always go for the knees anyway well yeah Just kick the <laughs> shit out of those legs um there was also a impressive showing from kushida on nxt in the opening triple threat match against champer and dream a lot of offense went to kushida and dream is just repeatedly thrown out of the ring like get the fuck out of here um, pretty, pretty, um, uh, creative ending as Kushida kicks out. Champa runs into Dream's cast, knocking him off the apron, and Banana allows Kushida to bridge a German suplex into a pin. Beautiful. Yeah. Nice and smooth. Just how Dream likes him. Um, <clears throat> oh, moving <man>. on. <laughs> they announced Max. <laughs> Um, Moxley versus Kingston will now be in an I Quit match at full gear. Hell yeah. 
cannot wait. Um, I haven't heard anybody say it, but I just want to say it before it starts spreading. I don't think they're copying WWE. It just makes sense because there's no way in hell Kingston's going to quit. Exactly. Well, well, if, if but, Mox wasn't champion, it would just be an unsanctioned. So either yeah. way. At, at the same time, <laughs> I can't see Mox quitting either. So that's what makes it perfect because neither one of them are going to quit. But someone's going to have to. Somebody's going to die. Oh, yeah. Somebody's going to die. Him dead. They should have called it a him dead match. Yeah, the him dead match. <laughs> Scrape him off the map. Got it. Uh, I'll tell you who was dead. Sonny Kiss. Alex Riddle. Oh, oh, my well. Lord. Well, that yeah, we'll get to Alex Riddle. I'm, like, excited. Well. I'm like, oh, yeah, he gets to work with Kenny and he's probably going to get some stuff in. Nope. Whoa. He ain't shit. He got fucking knee in the face and hit with the one winged angel. And I'm just like, yep. The cleaner's back. You knew right from the entrance it was going to be a little bit of a different Kenny Omega. Like, Did you hear the list of... <laughs> All the Meltzer accolades. <laughs> so many people are pissed so... off right now. Fucking Dave Meltzer. Fucking Dave Meltzer. Fucking relax, okay? Fucking relax. Okay. All right. So what I have to know about that is I rewound it probably about three or four times because I heard <laughs> something about North Carolina. And all it was was he said... He's performed in North Carolina. <laughs> I'm like, and that's an accolade. It's an accolade. I see how it is. Like, I don't know if I should be like excited about that or if Absolutely. I should be offended. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, all right. one year ago, next week, he performed in <laughs> North Carolina, and I know that because I was there. <laughs> um, they also had dancing cleaner girls showing us how to sweep. That, I think we're in the wrong entrance way or something because they were just like standing there with fucking brooms and then he just like walks over to him and that was it. And I'm like, what the fuck were <laughs> they there for? I think he kind of had to come out the other end because he was hiding behind, well, he wasn't hiding, he was stood behind the thing. That sheet. I yeah. was really hoping he was gonna come out with like the fucking like Wrestle Kingdom hair. Yeah. Or or at nah. least some entrance gear, but no, it's just him and his tight. Yeah. And that's yeah. fine. Yeah, he didn't need any shield boats, and it was just like you said, knee to the face, V trigger, one wind angel, that was done. Yep. Um, game. And then of course after the match, helping him to his feet and then just patronizing him on his way out. <laughs> you did. Uh, you did good. Good job. Good job. <laughs> See you later. Just fucking murdered you. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? And now, so this is not this is not necessarily the cleaner. This is just Kenny telling you that I am the best wrestler in the world. Yeah. So I'm gonna kick your ass, and then when the bell ring is over, hey, good job. Way to go out there and do your thing. Night later. <laughs> uh, we're getting shades of it though. The cleaner is coming back. Oh yeah, little by little. I'm sh- I'm sure uh, with every match it'll get it'll get uh, more increased. Yeah. Um, over in NXT, somebody else was a little more aggressive this week, that being Ember Moon, um, against Jesse Kamea. Uh, uh, Ember, uh, just go ahead. Uh, uh no. <laughs> like, okay, so the only great thing about that match was I got to look at Ember Moon. That was it. Um, she's pulling out more submission moves that we saw. Like, first of all, she was keeping Jesse grounded with double stomps and then a standard moonsault. 
Um, then it came with a cross face and a modified half Boston Crab, which, you know, then she combined to win the match after the code breaker from the top. It, she combined a half Boston Crab with a cross face. Just trying to break the girl's spine. Yeah. Okay. Now, that was, that was a good submission. But the submission before that, she tried to do like an ankle lock. But all she did was hold her leg up. Yeah, and like there was no, no lock on the ankle. There was no bed. twisting of the foot. It, it not even. Do you know what a heel hook is? Yes, but you need some like thatch, thatch back, can in your lap. No, go back and rewatch that shit. She was just holding that fucking leg. Probably she was, but <laughs> disbelief. Like, but we gotta defend your disbelief. I, I, I didn't like the girl. Like if if they're gonna do something like that, it should have been quick. It should have been over real quick. Because if she's struggling that much Yeah, like if she's like struggling that much with uh nobody, then how is she gonna I don't go think up? She's against, struggling. Like, I think that they're trying to give her a, like a safer style to work and she's just not adapted to it yet. Uh-huh. And when you work this mat-based style, if you don't have a mat-based style background, it's not easy to get on. Your yeah. your brand's probably immediately telling you, okay, let's do something high risk. Oh, wait, I can't. My fucking Achilles. Yeah. And then. Uh, I so, don't know, man. Like, I mean, no. It, I mean, I wasn't, I just, like, in love with this either. I didn't think it was the greatest thing ever. I felt it went easily fucking five minutes too long, and that was probably the entire match. And that's yeah. totally fine with me. It didn't have to happen, but it is what it is. Well, like I said, the best part about it is I got to watch her for a little while, so I'm okay <laughs> with that. The um, positives we get. Well, then after the match, she got attacked by Dakota Kai. Yeah, fuck her. <laughs> Dakota Kai is out here just randomly attacking everybody and never winning. Yeah, it is. What in the fuck, dude? She should have been a champion by now. Yeah, at least once, even if it's a fucking transitional champion. She could be champion for, what, the fucking three months in between a takeover? Yeah, and she just seems to be putting everyone over. She's got to be getting frustrated. I would be. She should have beat EO. She really should have. Mm. But I understand that they're probably dying to do EO and, uh, and Rhea, so. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, <laughs> Orange Cassidy was interviewed over on Dynamite by Tony Schiavone. Yes. <laughs> Going to Cincinnati. He's like, next week's in Jacksonville. No. Whatever. No, 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 no. You're ruining it. You don't even – well, you probably do, but you don't. He's okay. standing there, and he totally gives – okay, so what? this is a Bill Belichick thing. This is from football. He kept, like, getting pissed off because the Patriots were playing like shit, and every question they'd ask him, so, hey, do you, how would you fix offense? We're on to Cincinnati. I said, how would you fix the defense? We're on to Cincinnati. And that's just how he would do it. And so, and I was like, when he said that, I fucking died. I fell out of my chair, and my wife was like, "You're an idiot." <laughs> and then I tried to explain to Harold, and he was just like, "What?" I'm like, "It's football. I don't care." It's just the best. I love it. <laughs> Next week's in Jacksonville. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, um. Then in another interview, Dasha speaks to Cody as he arrives. Like he didn't really. Do anything else on the show. (laughs) Oh yeah. Uh, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He tells I'm here to I'm here to watch the tournament. 
Bud, you just missed two matches. <laughs> yeah. Like, who the fuck are you been? You're, aren't you the EVP? You're all late to the show. Did, did it not say uh, earlier today? Well, yeah, but that was after know. the show. We didn't really. Attention. I saw Dasha in her awesome legs. So it was fine. <laughs> yeah, whatever happened after the show, we didn't know about last night. But anyway, yeah, Cody wasn't actually on the show apart from this interview. And the interview was just to say that he's gained 14 pounds and is working his way to being a heavyweight. Yeah. I like that comment, though, because he had mentioned that the that uh, AEW is, pr- is primarily a light heavyweight company, which is true. Yeah. And he wants to get into that upper echelon of heavyweights. So, like, he's probably about 240 right now. I mean, Mox is obviously the heavyweight besides guys like Wardlow and Brody Lee and shit like that. Yeah, they just tall. Yeah, have have y'all seen that guy in, like, person? Which Who? one? Uh, Moxley. No. Is he? No, he but jacked? I did not. This He's guy like six is four, isn't big. he? Yeah. I had no. Like, he just looks so small next to like Roman and guys like that. And, and like they, they always put him up against like, hey, bigger guys in WWE. So Everybody when I was WWE's at AA. When I went to AEW last year, I actually got to meet John Moxley after the show when he was leaving. And fuck, that guy's big. Like, he is big. Yeah. And I'm not talking about just like tall. He, he's pretty no, big. He's, he's like 6'4, like, like 260. Yeah. It, like, damn. I was, I was really shocked when I saw him. Yeah. TV yeah, really doesn't he, do any justice. I know he yeah. said that he had put on like 20, 20, 25 pounds when he left WWE. He put on weight too. Everybody, that's that's yeah. kind of been everybody's thing. Everybody's kind of getting into this whole putting on some weight thing. And I'm all about it. If you can put on weight and you can still do what you can do, hey, fucking knock your socks off. Yeah. Uh, now we get the first of two attacks backstage on NXT as Bobby Fish has been attacked by somebody. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think he just fucking took a bump and just was like, oh, I can't wrestle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We then get straight into the match between Austin Theory and Bronson Reed. It's another whooping for Theory. Uh, Mm -hmm. Reed just splashes him for the win, but Theory talks his trash and calls Reed back to the ring. And then one Samoan drop later, the rematch is over. (laughs) You dumb fucker. (laughs) And then during the break, Theory quits and drives away. I was like, wait, like, what? <laughs> okay, bye. You little I'm not playing girl. anymore. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> Taking my ball going home. And I, and I think it was um, <coughs> Barrett who was like, somebody go and talk some sense into him getting back here. No. <laughs> nah, let him go. He can go and be with his brother, Ricky Stark. Ugh. No, 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 thanks. I don't need I don't need two arrogant bastards like that on that fucking... Like, Ricky Starks is, is enough. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, well, Ricky can go with him, you know. Oh, it's great to, oh I get what you mean now. They can go both go to yeah. hell. Got it. Yeah. You go to hell and you die. <laughs> you go to hell and you die. 
Uh, Eddie Kingston once again spits pure white hot fire in a backstage promo saying he hates what he's become, but he's had to become this way to get ahead. And fucking Moxie's promo was badass too. Yeah, they they both build to this thing is just fucking great. Yeah, I mean they gotta fix the mistakes they made with uh, all out. So I'm expecting Full Gear to be a good show. Oh hell yeah! Uh, so we get into the next match of the tournament, which is why Eddie Kingston was on commentary for Phoenix and Penta. Um, wow, man. Phoenix gives Penta mm-hmm. everything he's got and just refuses to stay down and Penta struggles with his killer instinct and family bond, uh, which in the end cost him the match. Okay, so, all right, so you guys can answer this for me because I have no idea. Why the hell did they change his name? Someone they to do have a copyright. to. Legally, it's owned by AAA. Like, uh, the, the, okay, so hold on. The name Pentagon... Is owned by Lucha Underground. Pentagon Dark, owned by Lucha Underground. Um, Pentagon El Zero, or uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Pentagon El Zero is owned by AAA, so they have to use Pentagon El Zero M. All right. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yeah. And <laughs> blame fucking Lucha Underground. And so, so, like, why, why are they just now changing it? Uh, what do you mean? It, it's it's been like that on AEW for a while. Where they just refer to him as Pentagon, but when uh, they always when they always advertise him, it's always Pentagon L Z O M. Yeah, I haven't noticed it until like last week. So, right, so. there you go. For those who have not been informed, yes, Underground <laughs> fucked everybody and to the point where we can't just call him fucking Pentagon. Was he Pentagon Dark in Impact or Junior? Uh, I think he was Pentagon Junior. Yeah, that's right. That was the other one he was using, Pentagon Junior. Um, I think I'm pretty sure Dark was owned by was also owned by Lucha Underground, but that yeah, well, Impact that's was something we had Lucha back then, so I think that was okay. Oh, that's true, huh? Well, no, sorry, they had a working con. Was it with AAA or Lucha Underground? Lucha, because like half the roster came over. Uh <laughs> Well, that's the thing, though, too. Half of half of uh, Lucha Underground's roster was AAA. Oh, yeah. Ah, Lucha Underground. Kind of missed it, not going to lie. Mm. Minus uh, all the bullshit of, like, keeping guys like Ricochet and fucking Tangles forever. Yeah. Uh, so the match ends when Phoenix kind of plays possum, uh, like, exaggerating how badly Penta injured his arm. And then lures him into a stunning... Yeah, he broke it. Well, he, yeah, he thought he broke it. Uh, then Penji just learns it, lures him into a stunning tilt-a-whirl into a destroyer, and there we go. Guess the pin. It's going to be Phoenix versus Omega. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. That one's going to be... It's going to be... Fa- I'm hoping that they're actually going to let that one go down, and they should, because Phoenix is not a pushover, and, well, well Kenny's Kenny. But the last time these guys went at it, was for the AAA championship, and last time I checked, Kenny's still AAA champion. Yeah, I was going to say, what the hell happened to that belt? <laughs> it's it's not in limbo, but AAA, as far as I know, has not been running in Mexico. There's only been, like, two promotions running, and I believe it's, like, the crash and somebody else that's not important. No, yeah, but, I mean, Omega's, I think he's brought the belt on, on Dynamite once. He, 
I don't do know why he doesn't he bring it every week. Too. I don't know. It's a good question. Just bring it every week. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, I'm also Triple H champion. I mean, I think they they announced that in his fucking accolade list. Oh yeah, the the long ass accolades. <laughs> the the six star matches, the the Dave Meltzer six star matches, and the God. It was like all I love Apollo that, like, Creed's nicknames in Rocky Four. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was no like I think it was like twenty minutes after that uh, after that just quick squash that he did I went online and immediately people are bitching that like why is it Dave Meltzer's fucking ratings are so important it's like it's meant to piss you off stupid like are you mad yeah well it worked <laughs> he's he's the heel now duh well, I don't get it <laughs> like, it's no okay. secret I don't like Dave Meltzer either but I found it funny I thought it was hilarious. I was like, Jesus Christ, bro! What accolades are they not going to list off? <laughs> oh, so I'm just gonna be like, he's got a fucking nine-inch penis. Like, whoa, wait a minute, what? And let's face it, that he wasn't lying. For, no, for like only that. ever seven-star match. Mm-hmm. Uh, one wrestler of the year in 2018. Yeah. All right. All that shit. Uh, um. We get to the six-man tag on NXT between Legado del Fantasma and Jake Atlas, Swerve, and Adonis. Um, pretty I like much, this. Swerve and Adonis just owned the match. I was going to say. It looked, I mean, Atlas did get a little bit in, and when he got in, he did like the same shit he always does. I still like what he did, but yeah, this Adonis dude, having her jack shit from him, have, I, I don't know where the fuck he came from, but I, I'm cool with him. He yep. can hang out. Um, yeah, for a lot of the match, it kind of made Legato look bad. It was just all Swerve and Adonis. Like, yeah. Um, but then we get a very nice cartwheel DDT off the announce table from Atlas. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, a little double teaming from Joaquin and Mendoza steal the win. Well, that's heel shit for you, bud. Yep. They cheated to win. Yeah, the heels. I'm just so wrestling, bud? <laughs> I'm just glad Joaquin's not going around with the freaking air horn no more. Oh, that was so was annoying. Same I hated thing. it so much. Oh, God. Beep, 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 beep. Shut up. Ugh. <laughs> he was at a, uh indie show that I went to, and he literally came out in a head-to-toe LED neon... <laughs> Freaking samurai suit. Duh. The the DJ Z gimmick was insane. I I've never wanted to hit somebody so bad in my life. I never wanted to punch <laughs> another grown man right in the mouth. Uh, okay, now the next match in the tournament on Dynamite was Hangman versus Colt Cabana, and this was good. It was, but then you know as it progressed, oh, man. Page took a horrible bump on the apron. Mm-hmm. That was bad. It looked bad. I didn't scream in horror as I thought I would, but I was just like, ooh, what the... Uh, and then, he, well, he kind of took a second bump as well. Like, after getting pushed off the top, um, Cabana kind of swept the leg and yeah. then again fell on the apron. Yeah, I was going to say that, that that leg sweep one was, like, the worst. I'm like, what are you... Who are you, Darby Allen? I, I don't know what happened. Like it, I don't know. Did he not catch his the or something? I just 
It just took me. That was a badass bump. Mm. Like, what are you doing? I mean, he was still able to hit the buckshot, though. I mean, Cabana dodges the first one, and then Page faints it the second time and catches him out. Uh, with a nice finish. So we're getting Page versus Wardlow. Holt was made to look kind of good in this one, or they were meaning to make Hangman look uh, like a little stumbly-bumbly on his way up. Yeah. Maybe he was drunk. <laughs> I bet I was, or I was going to finish with that one, or he was drunk, which is fine. But then they also made a point of, um, after the match, Dark Order was, you know, came to the ring to check on Cabana and get him out of the ring, and they pointed out that Paige was smart enough not to turn his back on him. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he's going to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, yeah. Even drunks know what they're doing sometimes. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there's too many guys. I'm not fighting them. I'm not here. Um, so we mentioned Ricky Starks. Uh, we get a promo from Taz bitching about Darby the Allen again. And Team Taz. I'm like, what the fuck is Team Taz? The the, so the line dumb. that got me was Taz asking, what does Brian Cage get? Well, you gave him that FTW title months ago, and he's defended <laughs> it once. I was going to say, it was like the one time he defended that belt. But it's apparently recognized by this company. What does Ricky Starks get? Hey, well, he nearly broke Darby Allen's neck, so he gets skateboard with nails in the back. And now they're going <laughs> to fucking have like a buried alive match or something? I don't fucking know. I, I don't even know what the hell goes through Darby Allen's head. Like, the stunt with Steve-O was so stupid. Oh, my God. When I knew, when I heard that this I was, was gonna so happen, I immediately so caught mad. They just rolls off a half pipe in a body bag for for reasons. No, there was no fucking reasons. <laughs> Jesus Christ! At least you know back in the day when Steve would do this shit, he'd be fucking like hammered on fucking you know liquor or whatever, be fucked up on some shit. Dude, Darby's like as sober as a bird. Yeah, Steve oh, yeah. still doing crazy shit like that. But fucking hell, Friendly I was expecting rush, so much more. Every uh, I heard about it before the show, and I was like, okay, so shopping cart wrapped in barbed wire. <laughs> That's what I thought immediately. I was like, he's gonna do a fucking shopping cart, isn't he? It was. It was literally like it's a Bam Margera like, thing. You watch Jackass once, and you're like, hey, I'm gonna do a stunt. Watch this. Watch this. And he watched me do something. <laughs> I'm Darby what? Allen. And this is body bag roll off. When he did the whole intro thing, I died. I'm not gonna lie. And then I oh. saw him crash, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm pretty sure we heard him as well just go, ow. He did. <laughs> and like, he, he, he don't know who the, he, do, he doesn't know who the champion's going to be. He come full gear, so he had to write face of TNT on the body bag. I'm like, lame. Yeah. That's what I saw. I was like, that, what, the face of T? Are you the face of TNT? <laughs> I didn't understand at first what that meant, but thank you for clarifying that. I was just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, great. This is stupid shit. Yeah. Uh, just... He hasn't pulled out the body bags in... In, in, in like, since the last time we fucking saw him? Has the last time we saw him, he got murdered in a body bag. Oh, was that when Cage threw him out of the ring? Yes. <laughs> Jeez. With the fucking thumbtacks in there. Oh, yeah. I was like, that was not that long ago. This motherfucker's been breaking that thing out a little too often now. Yeah, well, one day we're just going to wake up to the news that Darby Allens broke his back in the ring, and we're just going to be like, yep, okay. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, <laughs> you, don't fuck, you don't fucking say, but. 
Darby Allen retires at 30. Yep. Oh, Darby Allen wrestled with a broken neck for two years. Oh, jeez. I'm fucking shocked. <laughs> I mean, other than that, he is talented. He's just crazy. He's very talented. But, like, I, like, I, oh, I mean, and I, I keep getting told this is the strangest comparison, and I don't give a fuck. He is a combination of Sting and Tommy Dream, or probably Sabu, now that I think about it. Because he's like, he's the face paint, he loves kids, but then he also does not get a absolute buttfuck about his body. I can see that. I can see Sting and uh, Sandman a little bit. I was I, I originally said Tommy Dreamer, but Tommy Dreamer kind of gave a shit, and now I'm thinking about just who doesn't care at all and Sabu. Yeah, definitely Sabu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, arm, my arm's ripped open. Give me some tape. My head. <laughs> that was yeah, the right, 90s. Yeah, right. Sta- staple it. Fuck it, whatever. <laughs> well, we got the staple gun right there, so. Um, all right, so on NXT. Um, oh. Gargano and <laughs> Candice have a training wheel for no, Halloween Havoc. I'm like, and this isn't a test. You're not studying for a test. It, it's literally... <laughs> like gauging his reactions for everything. A casket match? I can't be buried. Buried alive match? He's young to die. Like, what? His reactions were priceless, though. Like, it lands on buried alive match and he's just frozen. And then Candice <laughs> is like, oh, I got a street fight. Okay, okay, oh, let's this. spin this again. Casket match. Why does this wheel want me dead? <laughs> when you said that, I laughed so hard. Get rid of it. It's like the wheel's a Ouija board. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, you, you, you can't train for a, a wheel. It, it's a game of chance. Yeah. Like I said, this isn't a fucking test that you can study for there, bud. Uh, it should be good. It should be entertaining with Halloween Havoc. So I'm I'm actually feeling sorry for Dynamite that week because, yeah, NXT is going to steal it. Oh, yeah. Probably. I mean, from the looks of it, everything looks like it's going to be just, I'm going to say, like, crazy good. Like, it, like Halloween Havoc does look like it's going to be that, that takeover. Yeah, it's going to be fun. To, to my knowledge, there's only, like, maybe two matches that I'm excited about for Dynamite next week, which is Kenny Omega and Ray Phoenix and mm-hmm. uh, Orange Cassidy and Cody. Yeah, two. which is now a Lumberjack match. Yeah. yeah. Well, at least they're not going to have to worry about Alex Reynolds. Oh, man. Yeah, let's get into that now because I obviously didn't know about it till this morning. Uh, main event on Dynamite was... Andy and the Blade versus the Young Bucks versus Private Party versus uh, Silver and Alex Reynolds. Like, I mean, first of all, there was incredible double team rampage from Reynolds and Silver. Oh yeah. Um. God damn, John Silver. <laughs> Silver's <awesome>. nuts. <laughs> Fucking love that guy. Um. Obviously, the Bucks have got the title shot against FTR. Refuse the beers, and then Matt just gets murdered by the world's weakest chair shot from Tully Blanchard. Yes. <laughs> God, it reminded me of Hulk Hogan uh, in the '90s. Yeah. Chair. Oh, was it Sting? Did it once in TNA? Very, very lightly tapped somebody. I think it was Bully Ray. That sounds like Sting. And then, yeah, no, it was Jeff, I think. And then Bully Ray had to uh, kind of stumble backwards and look for the table before he fell on it. <laughs> but... Yeah, that worked. <laughs> 
Um, it kind of got annoying when the commentator was like, who the hell is that guy? And it's obviously Tully Blanchard. Yeah. What are the old fuckers getting in the ring? <laughs> uh, but yeah, after the match, um, well, during the match, actually, Private Party apparently knocked out Alex Reynolds. Um, it was yeah, with the double-team top rope moves. Like, on the replay, it didn't look that bad. Well, uh, the hopefully you didn't see the... Well, I don't, I, I, not hopefully, but I don't know if you saw the replay that I saw, but hey, it was in uh, slow motion, and uh, Cassidy basically dropped his complete tailbone, his entire ass on his fucking face, Ooh. and Ooh. knocked it sideways and he was completely knocked out um the blade had to jump in the ring drag him across the ring tag him and then they ended up pulling him out of the ring and he was unconscious for the rest of the match yeah the replay i saw was like from above in slow motion, so it didn't look like he landed on his head. It just looked like looked like his thigh caught the head. Um, but yeah, oh, and then shit, I to rewatch that after the after the show. Cody comes out. They say Cody comes out to check on him. I, I just saw Cody standing there, like watching everything. <laughs> um, you ain't doing shit. Oh. Hell, I didn't even notice Cody out there. I had no idea he was out there. Yeah, that was, the entire time. That was the first video I saw. Then there was another video after the show as they're taking down the ring and everything. Jericho comes out and Tony Khan comes out to the stage and just starts rocking out to Judas. Oh my God. <laughs> He'd had so many white claws. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, before we get into the segment on Dynamite, let's finish off NXT. Um, Drake and Dane finally seem to be on the same page as they took on the Walmart Young Bucks. This week it's Drake who snapped and goes after Everise with a chair to save Killian Dane. Drake then apologizes for getting DQ'd and Dane is just like, that was awesome. <laughs> where was that, Kill? Where was that, Drake, le- earlier? <laughs> uh, but then, of course, they make the mistake of playing that goddamn theme song. And he's all skipping around like fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Dane's just like, I'm Dan fucking out of here. I, I don't blame him. I fucking left too. Like, I don't know this guy. Um, then backstage, it's Strong who's been attacked this time. And O'Reilly turns down help from Larkin and Birch. Uh, we got a quick match from Zia Lee and Casey Catanzaro, which ends with an attack from Raquel Gonzalez, who, of course, is going to be taking on Rhea Ripley. A um, little bit of Thatcher school. Student isn't happy and picks a fight with Thatcher. I don't know why the hell you would. Oh, my God. Okay, so I got to go through this whole thing because I fucking love this entire thing. So they, 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 they're they in this, they're in class, which is pretty much the fucking, they're in the the actual ring they're in. They just changed everything up. You could see the people in the crowd kind of look like they were actually students when I first saw it. He's explaining to him like ways of shutting down a takedown and working all this and that. He has him shoot for a single leg, sprawls out of the way, no big deal, works a heel hook. But the thing was is he took a, a, a Kimura and he just twisted the shit out of it. And the guy's like screaming, oh, you're breaking my arm, you're breaking my arm. He's standing there all like, motherfucker, you son of a bitch, you fucked my arm up. 
And so he tries to like, he tries to go after Thatcher, and he was just like, I don't know, fuck that. Tells ref, ring the bell. It starts beating the shit out of this guy. I was like, this is great. I love this whole thing. It was awesome. I need more of it, and I need and immediately one of the need one of those Thatcher that can shirts. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really cool how they did the segment, and then it, you found out it was actually in the Thunderdome, so it goes straight into the match. Did think that was yeah, that was pretty awesome. Uh, and then main event, Brizango lost the tag team titles to Larkin and Birch. Oh yeah, but wait, there's more with a little bit of help. From a very special man. And I don't want to know why they couldn't get this guy an actual fucking mask for crying out loud. I don't know what the fuck this thing was. <laughs> a shield from somebody's fucking helmet or something. I don't know what the hell's going on here. Yeah, Pat McAfee is the new manager, apparently. And he obviously got to be the one behind the attacks on Undisputed Era. It has to be that or it'll be like Darius Butler and uh, AJ Hawk or something. He'll blame it on his his tough guys for beating somebody up. But, yeah, he's probably behind it. And then the best part is he's all sitting there making fun of the Undisputed Era thing. Yeah. I'm laughing so hard. I'm like, you're such an idiot. <laughs> um, it's got to be a last-minute plan, though, because obviously Ridge Holland was the one originally who attacked Adam Cole before he got yeah, injured. I think they just called him in and was like, hey, dude, you doing anything? <laughs> yeah. Nope. Cool. Get your ass to fucking Florida. You win another match? How about War Games? Ooh. All right. I thought I, like I thought that. we're not getting a War Games this year. Well, we're, we're not getting a takeover, tracks. but we can still have a War Games match. Yeah. Oh. Well, tell me what I, I, I just want to say, William Regal, say it. <laughs> a war well, Games. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an annual thing. Uh, I, I know it is, but I could have sworn that I heard... Something about we're not getting one. Oh no, we're not getting a takeover. I mean, it's an annual thing here in William Regal Shout War Games. Oh yeah, there you go. It's it's not November War until Games. I hear that. <laughs> uh, okay, so on Dynamite, the one segment we've saved till the end. Um, I mean, other than Britt Baker <sighs> getting a mean streak back and beating up Kyla King, was Ladina yeah. Debonair. Jericho and MJF compete on how they want their stakes, first of all. And then, These motherfuckers. <laughs> and then break into a song and dance number straight out of Family Guy. First off, who in the fuck orders their steak well done? I mean, I'll go medium. crazy motherfucker are you? And then they asked for the porterhouse, and they brought out... There was not no fucking porterhouse. <laughs> All right, I, I, I've eaten my fair share of them. That was none of them was in the fucking porterhouse, and it, fucking I don't even think uh, Jericho's steak was cooked at all. Yeah, I, I don't think they were cooked at all whatsoever. Well, yeah, he's like, I want it rare, and they're like, all right, there you go, bud. You <laughs> said rare. So after the amazing song and dance number, which I absolutely loved, no, like, it was not. No, I loved it. Like at first, I was like, what the fuck am I watching? But. <laughs> <laughs> he just accepted it and then MJF of course as we know uh, has been a singer most of his life so he's got a hell of a voice um, I think MJF yeah, coming, coming from a guy that absolutely loves musicals and don't judge me on that <laughs> I do and fucking hell I love this absolutely <laughs> loved every damn second of it 
I think MJF actually showed up Jericho on singing. Hell yeah, he did. Yeah, but to be fair, it wasn't Jericho's style. So yeah, <laughs> now I have him go in there with Fozzie, then we'll see. <laughs> very true, very true. Uh, I think I actually tweeted out: "Is this an episode of Family Guy, or they just broke into a song and dance number?" <laughs> yes, they broke into a song and dance number. Ah, oh, so good. Uh, and yeah, and then they they send the steaks back because they're undercooked, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> well, that's what you get for ordering it blue. Yeah, what the? F- <laughs> and poor Velma, the waitress. <laughs> I will have it well done. Yeah, okay, fucking... cancel that. I will have it medium. Okay, cancel that. I will have yeah, it medium Max. rare. <laughs> fucking Maxwell's calling her Velma. He's like, no, Velma with a B. And then the red wine. Uh, I've had better. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're sitting there talking about uh, the wine, and then the exact moment they're talking about wine, there's a little ad that pops up for a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> Genius. Yeah. Um, I mean, does the ad placement. Yeah, well, speaking of things popping up, you've probably seen throughout this show that there's a little uh, Jericho. Actually, I hope he popped up just about now as we were talking about him. On the bottom of the screen, telling you to go subscribe and whatnot. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jericho. All right, and the reason you should subscribe is because promo series five, Enemy Lines, is less than a month away. It's time for some real cowboy shit on November nineteenth. Kicking off with the pre-launch show on the seventeenth, where the Phoenix kicks off the winner stays on gauntlet for his knowledge championship against Alex Dorio. Uh, this is very appropriate as well because they're both. Ultimate Undertaker fans, and apparently this year's Survivor Series is going to be about the Undertaker's 30th anniversary. Nice. Uh, the winner will undefend against the Demoness, and on the main show, the winner defends against Moses. Oh yeah. And speaking of Moses, in what promises to be a showdown to remember, Moses picks up the mic for a promo duel against The Shape. Oh yeah, we're going to... We're going to have a discussion with the, the faces and I. Let's see who's going against the going against the shape. Tall order, especially in this Western setting. We'll see how it goes. Intriguing. You're um, definitely into that cowboy shit. You got knowledge title. You got the shape. Hell, even on post to post, you got Alexander. And you're in the, the Fatal 4-Way. All over the goddamn that's some, show. That's some cowboy shit right there. It, it really that's is. Right. Movember. <laughs> there you go. I like that one. <laughs> In another promo exhibition, Pop Culture Collides as Britney Savage goes head-to-head with the here and now. Mike Larkin, don't shoot me. He picked another nickname. The here and now, <laughs> Mike Larkin. Okay. I'm not going to bag it. And finally, the Demoness defends the promo championship in the microphone standoff. Don't worry, I'm not going to make either one of you sing it like Mike. Attaboy. And Moses has earned his place, and the two spots remain for the biggest promo title match in over a year. The only other time we've had a fail four-way promo title match was Promo Slam last year. 
Oh. Uh, plus the predictions championship is on the line for Survivor Series. We've got two pay-per-views obviously this weekend before we get to that, so we'll see who the champion is by then. And for more information, go to maxwrestlinguk.weebly.com. And the bell has rung, in my head at least, and it's time for <laughs> us to bid you adieu. So before we go, remember to like and follow Max Racing on Facebook and Max Racing UK on Twitter and Instagram. Also head to youtube.com slash Max Racing to subscribe. We're also on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio and CastBox. And if that wasn't enough, as always, you can find us on Andre Corbeil's Wrestling with Wrestling, Wrestling with Wrestling YouTube channel. I wrestled with that statement. <laughs> you can find me at the Captain Five One Two on Twitter. You can find Travis at the Walk at Walker underscore TA ninety two, and Twitch no longer makes you dick itch. So don't be a wanker and check out Anchor with Smart Mark Radio. That's right, SMR Podnet, everywhere you can find us, uh, Spotify, iTunes. I don't think Google Play is a thing anymore, so I don't know about all that. Um, yeah, we're working our way to getting towards whatever the new one was. Uh, what's that? Amazon Podcasts, because I guess people are listening to it on their Alexa, so good for them. Um, I had stated to these gentlemen prior to the show that there's going to be some changes in my schedule. And with that, there's going to be a lot of changes to what I'm going to be doing as far as uh, reviews and such. So as of right now, the only thing I have planned is to knock out uh, In Your House Mind Games because I really want to watch the Sean uh, Mankind match because I heard it's an absolute doozy. But after that, I'm not too sure on how much longer retro will go if it can continue on with sense of my now limited schedule, but I will do the absolute best I can to keep it going. So just, just keep, just keep everything peeled. Just keep it in. Just keep your eyes and ears peeled. You know what I'm saying, I think I've seen mind games. I'm pretty sure mankind Shawn Michaels was a great match. Well, there you go. If you think so, then I'm not going to be all about it. <laughs> And I don't know who Mike's been talking to, but you can find him at MCL92 and SoundCloud MCL92. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, sounds about right. And of course, SM Show 1. Next week, Promo Bowl comes to an end as Alexander Rowan and Cypher battle for that final spot, plus reactions to this week's two pay-per-views and much more. That, my friends, is the bottom line. Goodbye, and good night. Bang. Adios. Bring back the swerve balls. <laughs>